0: This is the Hoff Time Report with Idaho Freedom Foundation President Wayne Hoffman, one of Idaho's most respected, influential public policy voices.
1: Welcome back. It's good to have you here again, and we're happy to have a special guest again. We have Senator Carl Crowtree who has the distinction of serving on both the education committee and on the budget committee. Well, that's kind of cool. So you're different from all your peers because you're on these two very, very important committees. So now that you have that perspective, what are you going to do with it? <laughs>
0: well, you know, interestingly, you know, Wayne, I was when I came down here, I asked around, you know, what committee should I get on? I talked to Skip Brandt, one of the former senators from the same town I'm from, Kuski. Yep. And Skip said, "Whatever you do, do not get on education or finance." Wow!
1: Yeah, I didn't listen well. You didn't listen well at all. No. So now you're, and in fact, the discussion that took place in today's yeah. meeting, which I don't know <clears throat> when this will be up, but the day today, the uh, chairs of the House and Senate Education Committee went to JFAC and said, "Here is what we're looking at relative to the budget. Um, since you're, since you hold both those positions, what are you looking for?" in the budget for uh, K-12 and higher ed?
0: Well, I always look to try to find places to cut the budget and I try to sell that like yesterday on the floor and was unsuccessful in doing so, you know.
1: Yesterday you had a discussion on the Advanced Opportunity yeah. Scholarship. Which, Correct, you right. know,
0: we're, we come down here, we tell about how conservative we are when we're out on the campaign trail, and we come down here and we look to sign blank checks, and I don't like that. In the case of Advanced Opportunities, we went from a $500,000 deal to over thirty million, with stated objectives to re- to improve the
1: go on rate, haven't moved, Not working. It, haven't moved it a bit. So now we're going to so now we're going to make it, it bigger. <laughs> we're going to expand it. It'll include. Yeah private school that's kids great. Now, now some people are arguing that that that's a legitimate reason for doing for expanding that program because you have the public school kids that get access to that program and the pri- private school kids now have right. access or would have access to that program which apparently doesn't work well, but but it's yeah, fair I mean, it's,
0: well no it's like when I explain I'm in the cattle business so when we lose money we see we explain to the banker well I need to expand my operation so I'll make money right well it doesn't work that way you make bigger losses And so that, I tried to explain to the senators yesterday, you know, just we've got a problem. We don't need to make a problem bigger till we fix the problem. Then let's add on to it. What is the problem? The problem is we're spending, we spent $80 million on advanced opportunities, and we have not moved the meter a quarter of an inch in terms of go-on rate. Now, maybe it's good in some other ways, but I think if if I gave kids free money to do video games, public money, I'd get a lot of them sign up.
1: And so they love to go to
0: college, so they sign up, but we're not improving what our stated goal was, which is go on right.
1: Does that stated goal even make any sense?
0: Not to me, but I didn't state the goal. I <laughs> it was started well, it was but before my time.
1: You but. as a legislator don't have to go along with it. I mean, is there, I did. I voted against it. You voted against and
0: it, and I and I debated against it. But I only had um, half a dozen senators buy into it. They all want to give free lunch to everybody.
1: So um, where should we be putting the money relative to the education system? <laughs> we, that's in our state constitution that it has to be free, uniform, and thorough. Those are right. the things that our school system has to be and for public. Some, yeah. and public. But yeah. uh, what do you want to see? You play this dual role of being on the education committee and on the budget committee. What would you like to see happen
0: well, if it were my choice, and it's not, but I think our problems are we're we're barely getting half of the kids in Idaho prepared in, by third grade to be average reading levels. Well, if you can't read, and it's been documented in research beyond me, that if you can't read by the third grade, it affects the rest of your life adversely.
1: Okay, so And
0: so I say, we got to solve these problems early. Now, what does that mean? Well, we've got a bunch of ideas that we're throwing around. I'm not a I don't, I'm don't. i not a curriculum guy, but I want to see some people propose to me solutions that are measurable, not good ideas, but measurable ideas.
1: Well, I did see a bill that was introduced that would basically extend the existing education system dollars to pre kindergartners Is that something that you're favorable as to? As long as
0: the families are involved with that, I'm on board. But if it's just going to be somehow the government controls the pre-kindergarten, I'm not interested. But we've got to figure out a solution. And I'm going to go by recommendations of people who know more about it than me, but I want achievable objectives that I can measure, not theoretical, uh, anecdotal stories. Well, why do we
1: assume that government has solutions at all for this? Maybe the government's, maybe the problem is the government keeps interceding in these education matters. So now. We'll extend out the government's involvement in pre-kindergarten, and that's going to make it all better? I don't, I don't know. But what we're doing
0: doesn't work, whether it's, you know, for whatever reasons. And so if it doesn't work, and do we want to just keep doing what we're doing? I'm not interested in that. And if we've got some private ideas that are going to be so wonderful, let's do those. But, I, you know, I'm the guy in the legislature, and i got to try to find ways to solve problems. And in, in an education right now, it looks to me like, those younger kids are not achieving. I mean, fifty percent. That used to be a flunk when I went to school.
1: Well, but when you went to school, there also wasn't there wasn't a, um, a a kindergarten program. You went to school. There was first grade <laughs> through twelfth. Then There's we added, and then we. Well, I'm just telling you how to do. This, this is familiar to you, right? <laughs> no, so I, then, then we added kindergarten, and that didn't improve anything. Now we're going to add this sure, other.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure it didn't improve anything.
1: Well, the idea of kindergarten was to get kids ready for first grade. Right. So now we're saying we have to have pre-kindergarten in order to get kids ready for kindergarten. So they'll be ready for first grade. So it seems as if we're just moving the goalposts a little bit.
0: Well, what I'm saying is we're not being successful at what we're doing. And I really don't think in, if you were to ask me what's wrong with education in America today, it's the breakdown of the family unit. So do you... That's not the government's job. Does it help
1: the family unit more when the government gets involved in pre-kindergarten? Even by saying, here, we have some money available to use, so you can use that for a pre-kindergarten program in your school district. Does that help solve the problem?
0: I don't know, but I'll tell you what, I will not support any ideas that don't have measurable outcomes. So we will know if we do these things and they work, or we'll know if they don't work, but... To keep doing what we're doing, we'll get the same result.
1: Well, I mean, me- Common Core has a measurable outcome, but okay. the Education Committee hasn't gotten rid of it, even though you said last year as part of the committee that we're not going to do it anymore.
0: I did say that, and we have changed You that. and your colleagues, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, but there will be recommendations to change all that. That's got to go through a two-year process, as you probably know, public hearings and so forth. So recommendations have been made to change that or re- – Eliminate that or whatever you want to. Do you re-band? see that on the
1: horizon that it's going to actually, I mean, it takes two years. But, you know, I was talking to Senator Thane a couple of weeks ago, and he says that it could even take four years for that to fully matriculate through.
0: Serious. Well, I hadn't heard that. You know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, he's maybe his different opinion. I, I mean, I would expect that next year. Well, just year, the process that yeah. you have is. Well, is, the process we have should, we can finish that by next year at this time and vote on it. Unless there's, which
1: means that then it would be implemented the following year. Yeah. Well. So that's physically
0: year 2023.
1: Yeah. So so from so there you go. So so then from the decision in (sighs) in nineteen to do the to do something different. And then 20, nothing really happened except sort of a commitment to maybe look at it, have an interim committee, and then 21, 22, then 23. It's just a long process. Well,
0: it is a long process, you know. And if, they, if that, if Wayne, it is the solution to our educational problems to get these standards right, then we'll be successful. And nothing in, you know, I see the um, government as kind of the Titanic, really slow to turn and takes on as it does. You know, so so I don't expect it to suddenly uh, be the epiphany of success. But if it is, it'll be worth waiting for.
1: But do you think maybe education savings accounts uh, play a bigger role in getting some of your objectives? I mean, I know your committee hasn't taken a look at that yet, right. but obviously there's some discussion about giving parents the ability to shop around for education <clears throat> services wherever they want, however they want it. And then maybe that would lead to some better outcomes, some of the outcomes that you're talking about at, at the younger levels and later on in, in school years. What do you think?
0: Well, part of that part of that discussion includes like the strong families, strong whatever that the governor, you know, was a $500 person um, allotment. Well,
1: more than that, yeah. Was, I think it was 300 Well, 000. his
0: was, but what we're talking about now is 500
1: Oh, okay, that's news to me. Yeah, well, was I was in the impression that 500 is not going to get you very far.
0: Well, it, no, no, that's no, that's for the, the top part of it, the strong families. And then if you want to go for the full 90%, you're talking $5,400 or something per person.
1: Okay, but you're favorable. So there's two of- phases.
0: So I'm totally on board with the first part of that. Let's get these kids. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't realize how successful that thing would be last summer. Helping these kids out. But in my rural areas now, Wayne, and that's what I'm a real guy. My biggest town is 3,600 people. So I'm as rural as you can get. And um, those kids don't have money. They don't have uh, products to take home with them, like computers, and they don't have um, internet access. And so those are the things I got to get solved forever going to be in, in, uh, successful at any kind of remote. Uh, work, which is what this can help pay for.
1: So you're saying you're you're favorable to, but you haven't heard all the answers as to how it's going to work just yet, or or what is it you're saying?
0: What I'm saying is I am in favor of the first part of that discussion, which is about $500 a kid to help them buy internet access, help them buy computers if they needed software or whatever. But that's the the part of the program from last summer. I think it's great, and I, it was a lot better than I thought. So, If
1: it's more than that, is that something where you, you as, a, as, a, as a budget writer, right. that you would have some objections to? Well, I'd want to take a hard look at it because, see, one of the things about it, we in rural
0: America don't have, I think there's 70% of the kids in Idaho don't have choices to spend their money on, and it costs more to educate a kid in rural Idaho than it does in Boise per kid. And so we have to figure out, you know, if everybody gets the same allotment, rural Idaho loses. And I'm a rural guy. So when I see rural Idaho being able to benefit, great. But if everybody gets the same, not so good for rural Idaho.
1: So with the Advanced Opportunity Scholarship, you, you made a big deal about the expenditure there. The same might be said about the Opportunity Scholarship also, the one that's used for high school students to go on to college. There's not been a lot of study as to whether that actually has utility. It's millions of dollars. I forget how much it is right now, but is that are, are are things like that also under the microscope for you?
0: I think they should be. You know, I I don't think there's anything for me that's off the table for discussion. I mean, I, that opportunity scholarship thing. You know, one of the reasons the legislature does that is because the costs are so high. For these kids, and we're trying to help kids, and it's all, you know. For me, I'm kind of a money guy, and a lot of the people in the legislature are more about the children than the money.
1: What does that mean?
0: Well, they love the children. Anytime you can say, well, it's for the children, then we just sign the blank check, and that's frustrating for me, and that's what happened like yesterday. Is that
1: really? Do you see the legislature as having
0: done that? Totally. Did you see what happened yesterday? Everybody agreed I was right with the money part. But they didn't care about the money part. So what
1: does it take for them to care about the money part?
0: Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, th- you know, everybody's who they are. But I think all our constituents are feel that way too. I get, you know, they don't talk to me a lot about money. Well, they talk to me a lot about philosophy and we love the, you know, the kids and we got to do better and we got to do more and all that. Yeah, but there's, you know, in a business, you don't just do more because you want, it's the difference between wanting a
1: need. If you take the kids out of the equation, we'll talk about money. As I, as a side note, because I wanted to focus a lot on education. But being on the budget committee, one of your bigger budget items is Medicaid. And that's been blown through the roof. You happen to represent a district that voted against Medicaid expansion. right? right. So is there talk about reigning in Medicaid or repealing Medicaid expansion or doing something? Because if there's concern about money, I mean, this is way bigger oh. than your uh, advanced opportunity scholarship, <laughs> right, total. By by – Totally. By a wide country mile. So oh. what about that?
0: Well, here's what, you know, I do the education things first, and then we have other people. That do I don't do Medicaid, Medicare you know, budgets, No, but you, but, you must but, have But I, I do. I do. I'll get to that. But uh, I think it's outrageous what's going on in our health care. First time this ever in, in Idaho's history, the health care budgets are going to exceed the education budgets in Idaho. Well, what's wrong with that picture about everything? So we've got to rein that in, and part of it is trying to control the costs somehow because these pers- it's another blank check option for the medical community. You know, it's like, hey, here's the bill. Pay it. So, you know, I look to Senator Agenbrood, as a friend of mine, and, and, and will write that bill for the funding and all, all of that. Med- he's a very capable guy and an ex-banker. Um, he understands money and he understands the, the Medicaid thing far better than I do.
1: But you understand the costs. Oh. I'm just wondering, so you, do you think that there will be some legislation either through the germane committees or through your budget committee to, to tamp down some of those costs? And, right. and will your colleagues go along with it? Will they be supportive of an effort to rein in those Medicaid expenses?
0: Well, they talk the talk. We'll see if they walk the walk. Will you rail as loudly against the Medicaid
1: budget as you have against the Advanced Opportunity Scholars on the floor of the Senate? I will
0: not rail because I'm not a knowledgeable guy on the Medicaid budget. I know a guy that is, and I will follow his lead. Because, you know, in this business, if you try to be an expert on everything, you're an expert on nothing. There's just too much. I mean, you're going to be an expert on every line of, you know, $8 billion. I can't. You know, I'm kind of Joe Average.
1: Well, so so education's your is where you're accustomed well, we try to, to
0: you know nobody's you know I try not to be a curriculum guy because I'm not a school teacher I don't I'm not a professional educator I try to re- represent my people be kind of a common sense guy that can kind of you know, if it makes sense it might be all right if it doesn't make sense maybe no but I'm you know if you're gonna try to get me up against the wall that I'm an expert on everything in this legislature you know you got the wrong guy. As you know,
1: you must have had some conversations and you heard uh, with today's hearing (coughs) on the higher education system. That's a very big budget, too. It It was about three hundred million dollars or so. Yeah. Um, And there's some concerns about whether that money is being spent appropriately. And what do you do about that? And what we're talking about is (coughs) the. the social justice thing that I've asked every interviewee about as they've come through these doors. So where where are we on that? Well, it's
0: like conservative. How do you define it? You know, I think first got to agree on what social justice is specifically because everybody's got a different version of it. Uh, But I think we've got some problems as I look at what's going on at least one of these universities. I've got some questions, and they haven't been answered. And uh, that'll be reflected in the budgets that we recommend. What
1: what now, what, what questions have not been answered to your satisfaction?
0: Well, I've, I'm concerned about how much money public money has been spent on social justice and what the definition of social justice is. And we're going to work on that. But how those budgets are developed, and you probably know this. But a group of us who are on JFAC will sit down and work on each of those budgets line by line, and agree upon what should be done about them. Now, those will be senators and the representatives, and then we will come to an agreement. If we don't come to an agreement, we'll have two different budgets presented on the floor of J. Fag, and we'll vote on them. Then they go to the Senate and the House to be to be passed. So that's the process, and it hasn't been worked on yet, and there's been no decisions made yet. And so we're going to try to lay out all the facts to each other and come up with an answer.
1: There's some discussion about splitting the budgets and by their – components. U of I has one, Boise State has one, Lewis Clark State College and ISU, they all have four four schools, four budgets, or is that something you want to do? Well, I know it's you folks'
0: recommendation to do that, um, but I don't see how that makes it any different than what we've already got. They're already analyzed individually and line by line, so I'm not sure how much different. Nobody talked to me about whether it was a good idea or not. Personally, I don't see the advantage. Having worked on those budgets, I'm not sure I see. Well, I mean, do you think
1: all four schools should be treated the exact same? Do you think that Boise State is doing less social justice indoctrination than, say, Lewis Clark State College, which is probably doing the least of all of them? I mean, is that do do you feel they should be treated differently as as a result? I think they
0: can be treated differently in in the budgets that we have now. Well, that's what we do. And we've done that in the past, so I don't think that's news. And we do the community colleges that way. You know, I, I wonder almost why we're not doing community colleges and four-year institutions at the same time. I mean, it's they are broken out. They are separate. So I think some of the people t- talk about it, and I don't know, nobody's talked to me about it, may not be totally familiar with how we break those things apart in JFAC before we present them.
1: Well, no, I mean, I... I Of course. You can divide. I mean, there was a time when you didn't have multiple budgets for the uh, for the K-12 education system. That was 20 years ago. Yeah, that was that was time. changed. So, I mean, they, you can change oh, the you way can do it. You, yeah, but I wonder what that.
0: purpose we're going to serve. I don't know how we... For we've... more
1: accountability? I mean, isn't that one possibility that if you vote up or down on the Boise State University budget, you're voting up and down on the university budget? Because I remember last year, um, you didn't get to, to witness this because all the action took place in the House, but they voted on two budgets, two higher education budgets that both failed before the third one came back to address certain concerns. And one of the things that came up was that the Lewis-Clark State College, they haven't done anything terribly horrible in the minds of legislators, but there were more concerns about U of I and, and Boise State than Lewis-Clark State College, but they all come together in one in one budget. So is that not a legitimate?
0: Well, no, that's exactly what did. I, I was involved in all three of those budgets in the writing of those, and, yeah, I know we, we worked at... at to those individual universities separately, separately within the higher education budget.
1: So, do you think you can hold Boise State University and University of Idaho accountable for the and
0: differently? If I want to, if we want to, it's not about me. In that
1: same budget, sure,
0: as we do it now, that's not hard to do.
1: Which school are, is concerning you the most out of the out of? Well, the I'd before. say Boise
0: State is because you know I think they've got. I'm not. I don't know whether they've done it wrong or they've said it wrong, but I think there's probably some things that need to be changed in both areas. But
1: do you think the university president has answered your colleagues' questions to to your satisfaction? You have to ask to, them. But you know, how we're, about for you?
0: Well, I think for me, I'm a little disappointed that they have a hard time even saying social justice. I mean, you know, got the old deal. But you them. know, that's what they're doing.
1: Oh, I know what. Yeah,
0: uh, you know, I'm aware. I've been worked on this all summer. I haven't been real successful at, at getting what I think my ideas are listened to. and uh, But I am not the guy that makes all the decisions on the budgets, but I'll certainly have be one of those that has some significant input in it. So we'll see how it comes out once we start sitting down and working on
1: those. What about you, yeah, I?
0: Yeah, with the University of Idaho, they got themselves in trouble financially so bad that that's been my focal point. Did we hire a guy that can get the financial thing done? And we have. And so he has, but he, he still well, that's has. That's number one to me. Yeah. Now, we can talk about the hair on the dog, but the dog was about to be shot. <laughs> you know, he was bad. And now we we got to get him upright and get him going. And then we're going to talk about some of the other. Sometimes you, you can't prioritize everything, number one. But the money deal, I think, was a serious problem. there, And this guy's been able to, in my view, uh, make some changes there that are – Positive.
1: And it, it sounds as if I mean look I'll give them a little bit of credit they they got they got rid of the Confucius Institute or they're in the process of getting rid of that and yeah so hopefully yeah, right. I heard about that I mean that's that's something that is is notable yeah. but they still have the Black Lives Matters web pages and, yeah um, it, it, many yeah. of the same problems that you see in in um, Boise State at U of I and well, do you I, think now they were told last year the universities were the to Cut back the administrative bloat, Mm -hmm. get back to your core mission, Mm -hmm. and report to JFAC Mm -hmm. what they did to accomplish that. Were you satisfied with their report team? Well,
0: you know, we require these reports. Have you looked at any of those reports, Mm -hmm. Wayne? Do you find those pretty fulfilling?
1: Sometimes they are very entertaining and useful and just what they don't include. And that's kind of what I got out of out of um, this university report. It didn't say very much. It talked about things that they were doing before the legislature requested an update on what they were doing. Yeah. So they completely avoided any of the discussions that if you, and if you saw what was happening on the House floor last session, there was real concern that, and this was before you know Big City Coffee happened at yeah. Boise State and before the Black Lives Matter webpages right. went up, there was real concern about the universities that were sort of heading off into this very leftist direction, and has that been ameliorated? they report that they've changed that in the reports?
0: You know, I, I don't think that – I didn't read it in there, at least. Um, but, you know, what? I one of the things, from a big-picture standpoint, this is an issue, a big-picture. We haven't even agreed on what our objective is in higher ed in Idaho. Wayne. Until we do that, how do we – we're talking about stuff here that's important, but we haven't agreed on what the objective is. And I sat on a deal that was put together last year – to try to talk about funding for higher ed and developing some sort of a funding model that we could agree on. And it hasn't been finished, but um, I was the Senate guy that was on there, and, and um, you know, it's just got to get, because there's COVID, or we use that as an excuse, but we've got to figure what success looks like when we see it in the what university What do you think system. it looks like? I'll tell you what I think it looks like, a five-year salary after graduation. It's, it's about bad. making money. If you don't, if we're people, if we're training people that can't make a living, and I don't want to pick on a degree in art because my mother had a master's degree in art, I think that's valuable. But she also then taught school to make money, you know. So, but we can measure five-year salary averages. Well, is that a meter that I'm a business guy. I like to know what the money looks like. Right now, we've talked about, oh, graduation rate. Well, graduation in some of these things are kind of a waste of, taxpayer money because the person that graduates that way can't be productive sure so I like the idea of making money
1: you get you it get isn't. six years to earn your degree at the University of Idaho and and about half of the students will manage to get a degree in that amount of time okay. and of those some amount of them will major in I don't know uh, gender studies or some silly thing like that okay and they won't be able to find a job and we count that as success so you see what I'm right? saying you don't you you see that
0: that's not success yeah I want to talk about what did they do to contribute to society in terms of cash.
1: So, how many more years are we going to allow this to go on? Before well, I've got to
0: sell my point. I need help from guys like you helping me sell that point because it's a struggle. They want to talk about some academic uh, idea, and that's probably great, like graduation rate. Well, that's not a success story. We got to get this, got to get this money rolling. We got to get people gainfully employed, uh, and
1: yeah, that's probably old school thinking,
0: but. Still works in today's society in my view.
1: You've been in the legislature for how many terms now? So four for term for four years. Four years. Right. Is four years? Yeah, it seems like I've been. It seems like you've been here long. You're like a bad penny, we <laughs> can't get right. rid of you. But but in, in your amount of time being on here right. and kind of watching this from from all along, do you feel as if the universities have I mean I was going to say, do they have too much power? But I guess the, really what I really want to ask is, does the legislature exert the necessary oversight over these schools? Because it seems as if they're just doing whatever. I mean, even you'll adjourn this session and left to their own devices, they'll go ahead and, and raise tuition, and they won't even bat an eye at it, nor will they ask you your opinion of it if you left to their own devices. Is the, is the legislature exerting the oversight over these schools that they should?
0: Well, here's how I look at that, Wayne, and I look at it as a business. I go to the banker. We're the bankers, as I see it, for those universities. So we we give them some money. Then we say, okay, here's what we expect you to achieve based on this money that we're lending you. And then we want to report, did you succeed at those objectives? Well, here's what's wrong. We haven't agreed on the objectives.
1: So the answer is no you're not a, you're not exercising any oversight. Well,
0: I think we Because can't, you yeah, haven't the agreed objectives. on the objectives. And so we argue about the tactics which are social justice uh, what's the right class for, you know, human relations or something. That's not the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is you have got to agree on the objective. It's like in your business. It probably has something to do with the bottom right hand corner. Well, with, with what? The bottom right hand corner of what? Your spreadsheet? That's profit.
1: Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) We're a non-profit, so I'm... (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) Yeah, but you understand... The cash flow is more the issue. Yeah. But I I get you. Okay.
0: Well, why don't we we agree on what that's supposed to look like? We don't agree, and we just keep on funding and criticizing and funding and criticizing. Let's get an objective on the wall. Even if we don't get there, let's agree that we want to improve salaries at five years post-graduation. And then let's find the ways to get there. Not derailing ourselves on other things that may or may not matter. If you can make the money, get it. However, you know, with your degree, well, if if that's the objective, well, I'm offering it as a suggestion. We have no ob- agreed upon objective, Wayne.
1: So if you're, so if you don't have a, an agreed upon objective, why give the universities the ability to, on their own, raise tuition and fees without the legislatures? You're just giving them permission to. Grab more money out of the pockets of taxpayers and Well, students. with that line of
0: thinking, we could agree that we shouldn't give them anything until we agree to an objective, and I'd be on, on the same team Well, but that. if you can't come <laughs> an with an objective
1: and they're just getting money out of whatever pockets they can, that's what they're going to do. Their incentive is just to get more money, not really worry about the results.
0: I say we need to agree on what the results are, and that's what I'm trying to relay is let's get her done. Let's get something agreed upon as to what an objective is.
1: In your mind... Is there any objective in the world for the higher education system that necessitates Boise State University and Idaho State University being the homes of national public radio in Idaho? I don't know. Well, come on. You must have, an, have you listened to NPR lately.
0: Uh, no. In fact, I don't get it, and so I don't know.
1: But taxpayers have to pay for it. Right. You should really listen to it. You'd be you'd be interested to know that um it's not exactly what you would call down the middle okay, well, unbiased I trust you on that. Reporting and and I you and you disagree. and you write a budget that includes funding for those programs. <laughs> Just saying, I guess. Let me go back to k well one more time, <laughs> but uh, because one of the issues that we've been looking at, there was a bill introduced in the House Education Committee um a couple weeks ago or maybe a week ago. That says that if you're a school board, you should have the ability to decide if you would like to negotiate or not negotiate with the teachers union. Presently, state law says you're a school board, you shall negotiate. Yeah. The bill that's in the House says you may negotiate, you may might not. Right. What do you think? I haven't seen the bill. Haven't seen it. Don't, you have not heard this issue what before.
0: I, what I try to do is wait until bills get to the Senate, because if I try to keep track of every bill in the House— I can't keep up with the bills in the Senate. That, know, that's, so. that's fine. So, and but we, but we, I'm not we, a union guy. If you want to get down to... That's philosophically, I'm not a union supporter guy that I think so, all unions are wonderful, if that's what you're know, But I have not seen the bill, so I'll give No, it. but
1: I think there is some concern, and maybe you have. I don't know if you do or not have a concern that some of these unions have so much power, and that's the reason why they were able to, over in West Ada School District, launch a sick out that resulted in the inconveniencing and burdening of parents and students alike in that yeah. school district. But the school board still has to, under state law, negotiate with the union. Yeah, are you, uh, you're
0: not, I, I, you know, I'm not in West Ada. I don't know what's going on in there. And, you know, but yeah, I don't know. Are you open to brilliant. the idea of I'm open to anything. In. And I just, I mean, I'll visit with anybody and listen to anybody. That's, you know, what my, I've always said that. You know, that's my job to listen to people.
1: Do you think that the unions are a, a helpful force in the state education system or a, or a uh, Dutch... It's a mixed
0: bag. You know, it's, I don't know of anything that I've found yet that's all good. We're all bad, probably, but I'm, you know, I'm not. I don't know if I know enough about what the union deals. We've had some problems locally with the union things, but we've also had some school board problems. It's all like, yeah, I
1: know. this is what not, happens. Not the biggest
0: uh, fish to fry in my world.
1: It's not what it is.
0: Well, I think we've, called, uh, I think we started with that, and that was the K three reading levels. I think that, to me, if I were to pick one thing,
1: that would be the one Idaho, That's
0: the one that I think is. The most um, concerning to me, and that I we have not got a solution for it yet.
1: You have not seen anything that that you fancy for this legislative session that would get at that issue. Well, I've
0: seen a lot of things, you know. But everybody wants to peddle their papers. I mean, I've probably seen at least a half a dozen solutions to them. But I'm not willing. To what, jump what, is, on what,
1: you, what is your perfect solution for that? If you if you had all the power and everybody just said whatever Carl comes up with is what the Senate and the House are going to pass and the governor is already committed to sign it. We don't even have to know what's in there. Carl, just tell us what it is you want to do and we're going to do it.
0: Well, here's how Carl thinks. He doesn't claim to be an expert on education. He's kind of a money guy and I take recommendations to people who know the business and I listen to a bunch of different ideas, which is what I'm doing now. And then I try to make the most reasonable idea as a solution from those suggestions. But I don't come in and say, here's Carl, he's king for a day type stuff. I think that's a poor approach for a little.
1: But you must must have some idea of what would be acceptable to you or not acceptable. Well,
0: nothing that I haven't told you already, which is I think we need to solve this uh, reading problem. And some of that may have to do with getting these kids better prepared at an earlier age with the family. And, you know, I don't know about you, Wayne, but when I was... First, had kids, they didn't say, "Carly, you're qualified to be a teacher of these kids before you have them." They just like you have the kid, and now you're. I don't don't think I had the tools to know. Well, maybe we need to give some of these parents the tools to know. Maybe that's a partial solution. But I, I don't have anything new to add of what we already said earlier. But, but, it, but that's Doesn't that point. presume,
1: though, that the government has to play a role in this equation? No, it's an
0: optional thing. It wouldn't be a required thing at all.
1: I don't see them forced to
0: do it. But if parents need help and they don't know where to get it, and many of my parents that I represent don't have the money to do it, why shouldn't we help with a public education for them?
1: Well, because... By doing that, don't you make parents less likely to develop the skills to be able to handle that on their own?
0: But, you know, when i I probably like to be a rocket scientist, but I really can't develop those skills without a little assistance. And maybe I'll have to get some education to do that. And maybe the government will have to help me become a rocket scientist because no matter how hard I want to be, I think I'd struggle. So I think some parents who want to be really good parents don't know where to start. Did, did you know that when you're... Kid was born that the most important thing that he could do is learn to read by the third grade. I didn't. We read to the kids, and we did the best we could. We stumbled around, and it turns out, you know, the and kids you still did okay. They succeeded in spite of their parents, and, and it still
1: happens. I mean, that's still a thing that occurs. You can still learn in the success story, in spite of their parents, in spite of the school system, but only so half of them. Only half.
0: Yeah, half of mean? them by the third grade. Only half of them can meet any standard for reading.
1: But that's in the education system that you've already established as as a school system, as a publicly funded school system, right?
0: What I'm saying is that's not good enough. What I'm saying is that you asked me what I would do to change it, and I'm trying to tell you what I would do to change it. And now you're saying that it's publicly. I'm not sure. I'm no. Tracking. I, I was. But understand. it
1: seems it seems so. You're you're saying we have a problem with the existing education system because based the, on the evidence, that kids is kids are to us. supposed to be be literate and able to. Read at grade level by third grade. It Does that seem reasonable? Been saying that for years. Yeah. But so, doesn't that but, seem but, reasonable, Wayne? Yeah? yeah, sure. But okay. the but the school system has failed to do that. Right. And so now you're entertaining the possibility of more government invention intervention in the education system as a solution, but you're not sitting and saying, well, maybe maybe the government's maybe the government involvement isn't helping matters. Maybe if we had less of the government involvement We'd have better outcomes. Well, just, I'm
0: great. Let's show us how that d- works. So Let's you, show me the data. You're yeah. entertained. You would entertain that sure, possibility too. Sure. I'll expect the same of that idea as I will of these ideas. Let's have the data that demonstrates that's the way to go. Let's do it.
1: What if the data just says parents are better off not having a government-run education? Well, that's an anecdotal story. That's not a fact. <laughs> just throwing that out there, possibly. <laughs> I don't blame you. Any do. other issues <laughs> that we haven't touched on that you want our viewers to know about?
0: No, I think. You know, it's a frustrating experience, right? You want to try to help people, and then you get all these ideas, and then as a legislator, you try to amalgamate those into some solution, and then it's hard, but you got to keep trying. That's why you're here to help people, and you know, I intend
1: to continue to do that. Well, I appreciate you coming on the program, and um, good luck. Well, you, have, you, you have your hands full.
0: I appreciate you.
1: I'm Wayne. And uh, thanks for tuning in. If there's a guest you'd like me to interview, drop me a note. Wayne at IdahoFreedom.org. Until next time. You've been listening to The Hoff Time Report with Wayne Hoffman. Be sure to visit IdahoFreedom.org for Wayne's articles, IFF research, and show notes from today's episode.